Welcome to Conversations with Her, brought to you by Her Brand, a movement and platform created to empower and elevate women through education, awareness, collaboration, and connectedness. You can find us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram with the handle at BeHerBrand, or check us out online at www.beherbrand.com. I hope you enjoy this conversation with her. Hello, everyone, and welcome to Conversations with Her. My name is Bianca Elliott, and I would like to introduce my co-host today, Miss Brandy Raheem. Hello, thank you for having me. Well, thank you for joining us today, Brandy. Um, I think we have another good conversation on our hand um, with the topic today, um, and that is breastfeeding. So, Brandy, I personally have never had um, the opportunity or the privilege to breastfeed my son. When I got pregnant um, and when I had him, that was just not a conversation that, you know, my mother had with me about the benefits or if I wanted to. I didn't even try in the hospital. I believe they asked and I had no experience with it. I didn't I wasn't educated. And so right away I said, no, formula's fine. So one thing that I did notice is that my son never, if you picked him up, he never like, you know, how they turn her head. He never turned his head looking for some milk or anything. He never did that. Um, but I know that there were lots of babies that, you know, if I did hold them, they were, you know, once they were in the position and it was a breast, they would kind of, um, turn their head that way but what do you think the stigma is surrounding breastfeeding for some black women you know I think there are a few things first and foremost black women's bodies have been sexualized since the beginning of time Um, and so I think that we look at our breasts as sexual objects objects, I'm sorry, or um, objects that are for our male or female partners. Um, And so I think that when we think about a baby suckling at the breast, it gives most women like a ill, like that's weird. um, That's awkward. Like what if it's a son? I've heard women say like, what if I have a boy, you know, because it's a, it would be a male essentially sucking on your breast. And so I think because we've been so sexualized, you know, on TV, when you see black women, we're, you know, half clothed, we're shaking our butts, we, um, you know, we're very sexual. We, when you see ads of like cigarettes or alcohol, and there's a woman, she usually has her breast out, and they're perky, and they're sitting up. And yeah. so I think when people look at it as a form of like feeding your baby, it's like, what, you know, it's kind of foreign, because we don't see it. And black people, we are, um, people of you know repetition and uh tradition and so we do what we see and so you don't see many ads of black women breastfeeding matter of fact if you google 
breastfeeding, it's going to be a lot of white women that come up. You have to type in black woman breastfeeding in order to see those images. Um, And when you look at pamphlets in the WIC office or, you know, at the doctor's office, it's usually a white woman holding her baby breastfeeding. And so for a a while, we thought, oh, that's what white people do. You know, that's white people stuff. And so I think that the stigma comes from we don't see it. We don't hear about it. Our bodies are for our men. This is for him. This is his stuff. Um, and then, you know, thinking about to slavery days, you know, we were forced to breastfeed the white people's kids. And, and so, so it took away from us wanting to, because at one point we didn't have a choice. Yeah. Our bodies were not our own. And so, you know, it kind of flipped when we became free slaves, you know, not slaves, when we became free, um, it became a like, well, I'm going to formula feed because I have a choice and that's yeah. my choice. Yeah. So it kind of became, it kind of flipped like breastfeeding is not the thing because we were forced to nurture and grow someone else's baby and we weren't able to feed our own. Our own were taken from us and sold or used to work in the, you know, to farm and um, to work. And so imagine having to nurture and grow someone else's kid and your kid is over there starving hot in the fields or they've been stripped from you and you never see them again. So I think it's a lot of trauma generationally that we have, but we don't know where it comes from. So we might be like, ew, breastfeeding, no. We don't even know why we feel like that. But because you know our ancestors went through that, that DNA still runs in us and that trauma is still attached to us. And so I think that, some women don't want to breastfeed and they don't even know why, but that it, it goes back to that. You yeah. know, that is still a narrative that we carry in our, you know, in our genetic uh, pool. And so I think it's a combination of those things, why it's so stigmatized. And what's so crazy, Brandy, is when everything was happening this summer, um, late spring, early summer, when it was the Black Lives Movement and there were so many stories coming up of slavery or during Jim Crow or just segregation in general, things that we weren't taught in school, but it was information that we needed to know. And so when those photos came on the internet and I was you know, reading about those stories that w- Black women were breastfeeding the you know, the slave owner's children, that really, really bothered me. And it really struck me because we weren't good enough for anything else, but yep. we were good enough for that. And to so see their kid. Yep. that mm-hmm. was mind boggling. So Brandy, the only um, experience I have, you know, with breastfeeding or witnessing it, one of my sisters, uh, she has two children and she breastfeeded my niece, um, I want to say she did this for maybe just two months. My niece, when she came home, she was breastfeeding her and she started to lose, my niece started to lose weight. Now my sister wasn't pumping because you can pump. I heard Brandy, this is all from experience, um, from what I witnessed, I mean, not personal experience, but she wasn't pumping. um, And so her body was not producing, even though she wasn't working at the time, her body wasn't producing enough milk for her daughter so when she thought that she was getting enough you know breast milk she wasn't and I I know that I heard that you either can do it either way like if you're going back to work pumping so you can keep your body with the, the, the natural rhythm to, to continue to produce a nice 
um, load of milk, that's kind of what, what pumping does. It really helps keep it going. However, if it was someone who wasn't a mother who was not working, her body would, and, and, and the child is there, she would naturally just feed the baby. So my sister just wasn't producing enough milk for, for my niece to, to, to have um, for her to grow healthy. And so she switched to formula. Fast forward to two years later when she had her second child, my nephew, the milk was just flowing galore. It's the same thing, same situation. He's now one. She's, he still will nurse um, from time to time, but she didn't pump. And it was just her body just produced so much more milk than it had did with uh, my niece. So that is the only you know, little experience that I have of kind of witnessing it. Um, but why don't you share with us the benefits of breastfeeding? So um, I would say, I don't even know where to start. There's so many benefits. So um, I think the one that is the most amazing to me is that if your baby is sick, your body will create milk that helps the baby get over that illness. So if your baby has an ear infection, um, if you're sick, you know, maybe you have a cold, meaning mom has a cold, you know, some women are like, well, if I'm sick, do I continue to breastfeed? You absolutely do because your body knows that you're sick. And so the milk will have antibodies in it for the baby so that the baby does not catch it from you. Um, if the baby is sick, like I said, your milk will have antibodies to fight off that infection. And so breastfed babies don't have as many ear infections as formula fed babies. Um, formula fed babies usually have an increased risk of ear infection because suckling at the bottle um, and it's they're usually tilted and the bottle is usually tilted up. It causes, you know, some of that fluid to get on the eardrum because they're laid back and they're drinking yeah. Um, sometimes they can get fluid built up on their ears. And so um, that is one of the greatest benefits. I think it is amazing that your body knows what to do and how to fight off infections through your breast milk. Um, there's also um, women who breastfeed have a smaller risk of developing breast cancer or ovarian cancer, which are um, the highest forms of cancer in Black women. And so I think it's very important for Black women to breastfeed because the longer you breastfeed, the lower your risk is of developing breast cancer or ovarian cancer. Um, so I think that's pretty profound. Um, also, it's ready, you know, it's ready to drink. You know, when it comes out of your body, when you pump, your milk is warm. Like, I think that that is amazing. You know, like it's ready. You don't have to warm it up. It comes out warm. And um, you know, if you pump in a bottle and you put your hands on that bottle, that bottle is warm. Yeah. So it's it's the right temperature. It's the right consistency. You know, if your, ba if your baby is um, thirsty, then your milk will have more. It'll be watery. You know, it'll be more watery as opposed to creamy. Um, I do have a, a comment about the, the temperature of um, the breast milk. So I want to say I remember, so I have a full breast you know nice size breast but when my son was small and we would be we would be out and about and there wasn't you know a, a way for me to heat up his bottle brandy i had him just i mean with the formula but every four hours 
I believe up until my son was maybe 14 months milk. Um, I really, he never really drank, uh, and I don't know why I'm going into this. It just, this is how I got to get this story out. But so every four hours he would, he would, he would feed. And so I would get a bottle ready. I knew that time was coming up and I would sit his little bottle in between my breasts. So wherever we were, his bottle would always be sitting there getting to the right temperature. And it would be there maybe for, you know, 30 minutes to an hour, however, but it would get to the perfect temperature. And I did this all the time. I would make a bottle and just sit it right there. So I, I do know a little bit about the, the temperature of the, your, your body temperature with the milk. It, it definitely has a, a great benefit. And I did a little hack with my formula milk, but you yeah. go ahead, I'm sorry. <laughs> no, no worries. The boobs are magical, you know, inside and out, you know? Yeah. So it, it could be a wallet, you know, it could be a, a phone holder, you know, the boobs are just <laughs> magical. We, we do a lot of things with our breath, you know, you got your yeah. money in there. You ain't going to lose your money if it's in your boobs. So yeah, yeah. Um, yeah but <laughs> so many, many benefits, people, many, many benefits to the breast. Um, so um yeah other benefits um you know they say that breast milk has like the cure to cancer and other diseases like the you know if they were to take breast milk and like look at it under a microscope it has so many different antibodies in it they use it they're going to be using it to cure cancer like just mark my words they're going yeah. to be using breast milk to cure cancer so just remember that I'm saying this um <laughs> But even with COVID, moms that have have COVID right now, they are encouraging those moms to breastfeed so that their baby is protected. Yeah. Um, you know, they say that your breast milk is the first vaccination. And so that's why it's so important that even if you're like, I'm not doing six months, I'm not doing a year, those first two to three weeks, give your baby what you have because it's colostrum when it first comes out. So it's not the white milk that we think that we see in bottles. You know, when you first have your baby, you have milk. It's just thick. It's like um, honey, kind of sticky, and it's yellow. And so that's yeah. where the liquid gold comes from because it has a golden tint to it. That milk is so nutritious and so vital for your baby. It's the first milk. And so it, it, it has so many vitamins and nutrients. And I tell people, if you don't do nothing, do the first two weeks. When you see the white milk, if you want to yeah. stop, then fine. But give your baby that colostrum because it is wonderful. It is packed with vitamins, nutrients that your baby needs. Um, so, so Brandy, how about the milk um, that you produce or if it is even milk before you you have your baby what is that and and the reason I ask is I believe I was five months pregnant with my son and I remember being in school and this is how one of the girls um that I was in study hall with found out and I laid down and I took a nap and when I woke up I had the biggest wet spots on my breast and she kind of pointed at me and I had to put my jacket on but I was producing milk not drips like if I squeeze my breast it would shoot across the room from the time I was five months what, what is that milk yeah it's so it's it's colostrum it's your body getting ready for the baby so when you're pregnant you start producing milk I want to say around 26 to 28 weeks yeah pregnant and so yeah people think well when I had my baby I didn't have any milk you have milk because it starts your body starts to make it when you're about five to six months gestation so that is what it is it's, it's did milk. you save that did you pump that I mean you definitely could you absolutely could okay. you absolutely could and you know if you have a preemie 
you know, if your baby is born before 36 weeks, your baby's considered premature. Um, and so that breast milk is vital for your baby so that your baby can grow um, quickly and catch up to, you know, their original weight, their original due date. Um, you know, they say preemies have to catch up. And so the breast milk is vital. With your, if your baby's in the NICU, the breast milk is vital. And if your baby is on a tube, you are to, you know, you can pump the milk for the baby and they can put it through the tube. You can put, you can pump or squeeze it out with your hand. You can do hand expression onto a spoon, into a syringe, onto a cup. Yeah. You know, it, it. the most important thing is getting the milk to the baby yes. through any means necessary. And so again, if your baby is ill, you know, it helps out. If your baby has acne, you know, a lot of babies get the baby acne around four to six weeks because now they're not getting, you know, the amniotic fluid. They're not protected by the mother's womb anymore. And so their skin usually breaks out around four to six weeks. Breast milk is great for that. If you just want to squirt a little bit on your baby's cheek and rub it in, yeah. Um, if you want to, you know, store some in a, a cup or a bottle, and then when you give your baby a bath, pour the breast milk in the bath. Breast milk baths are wonderful for baby skin. Um, if you have a burn, you know, an adult or another child have a burn or a scrape, put some breast milk on it and it will heal it because like I said, it's packed with antibodies to fight off infections. So breast milk is literally like a miracle you know, liquid, like, it's just amazing what the body can do. And the body knows your baby. And so depending on what's going on with your baby, your milk will cater to that. Like I said, if you have a 28 week old baby, your body knows, oh, shoot, delivered the baby too soon, make fatty milk. So the milk of a preemie, if it's pumped, will look totally different than the milk of a four month old. Yeah, because the preemie has, you know, some catching up to do the baby, the preemie baby needs more fat, you know, and so no amount of milk looks the same under a microscope. So if I pump at two o'clock, and I pump four ounces, but then I go pump at eight o'clock, those milks will not be the same. Because at two o'clock, maybe my baby needed calcium. But at eight o'clock, my baby's ready to go to bed. And so there's more of the you know, serotonin and, you know, the things that you need to go to sleep. Yeah. You know, it's, it's more of those. So it's, I mean, it's just, oh my gosh, I just love it. Like, I just love talking about it because it, it reminds me that my body is so magical, you know, and I don't have to do anything. You know, we think that there's something that we can do and it's like, your body knows what to do. Like your body goes through great lengths to keep you alive and keep your baby alive. And so I just think that that is just amazing. Yeah. You know, I just think the human body is amazing. It's so smart and the systems are working. You know, the fact that we even don't have to think about breathing, it's just something we do. Yes. Um, yes. And so breastfeeding, breast milk and how that works just reminds me of how amazing that the female body is. So Brandy, how do you feel about sharing breast milk? What, what is some um, case stories that you've read or what's your experience with that? Well, I don't have much experience with donor milk, but I do know um, that there is a national like donor milk bank. And so if there is anyone who has like an oversupply, meaning that you make way more milk than your baby is drinking, you can donate your breast milk. And so 
it's a process. It's pretty lengthy. You have to have an extensive medical history done, you know, a physical to make sure you don't have like HIV or, you know, any syphilis, any of the um, illnesses that would be in your breast milk Um, because breast milk is made in the blood, which a lot of people don't know. Breast milk is made in the blood. And so if you have HIV, naturally that's in your blood. And so we wouldn't want to give that to another baby. Yes. Um, And so, yeah, you have to have you know, medical history done, you have to send off samples and things like that. And then they would essentially, you know, look through it, you know, scan it, um, screen it, make sure that, you know, you don't have any illnesses or anything that would affect another baby. And then, yeah, you can donate milk through a donor bank. Um, There's also women that I see on Facebook who say like, hey, anybody need extra breast milk? And I mean, you would just trust that they don't have anything. You don't know. Um, But it's definitely a thing. And I mean, if my baby was a preemie or my baby was sick and I felt like I wasn't pumping enough, I would absolutely go to the milk bank and get milk because I would much rather my baby get some nutritious milk for my baby than to go to the store and buy formula. So um, I think it's a great resource. I think it's, you know, great to have, you know, if you have a friend Um, You know, I remember going, I was going out of town to take my son to um, Florida for his birthday. He was turning 10. And I'm like, I wanted this birthday to be really special because he's 10, you know, double digits. And I had my baby and I was nursing and I was so worried about like, am I going to be able to keep up with this milk while I'm there? Like we were going to Legoland. So I'm like, I need a manual pump. I need a pump that I can plug into the car charger port. Like I was prepping. But I remember being so scared. I texted my friend who was also nursing at the time. And I knew that she had an uh, overflow. She had a freezer full of milk. And I remember her being like, I know this is weird. And you might think I'm crazy. But like, Brandy, take like five bags of my breast milk, just in case, like just in case you run out or just in case you guys are out and you need something. I don't want you panicking. And then it'll take away from, you know, Delon's birthday. And I'm like, yeah, I want the focus to be on him. It's his birthday. And so I took it. I did not end up needing it, but I took yeah. four uh, four bags of her breast milk and I was like, thank you so much. Like, that's a lot to give somebody your breast milk because it does not come easy for some. Yeah. Yeah. And so, you know, people say don't cry over spilled milk, but I remember my mom spilled a bag of my milk and I didn't talk to her for a week oh, because I'm goodness. like, mom, this is serious. Like, you cannot waste one drip. I don't play. Do not. Well, she's like, oh, I spilled a bag of the baby's milk. You think you can bring a bag over? And I like did not talk to her. I left work, took PTO and went to get my baby and went home. Because I'm like, it doesn't come that easy. You have to pump every two hours. You know, you some some pump sessions, you get two ounces, some you get four. You spilled four ounces of milk. That's two bottles, boo. I was hot. So yeah, it's not, you know, it's nothing that you're like, you can go to the store and buy, you know, it takes 20 minutes to get two ounces. It takes 20 minutes to get, you know, enough to feed your baby. So it's not like I could be like, yeah, mom, here I come with another bag of milk. Like mom, no, I pumped that last night for today. Yes. yes. And so, no, I don't have milk to bring. So I had to get off work and feed my baby from my breast because I didn't have any more bags left. So yeah, yeah. Again, it's nothing to play with. That that is not a game. Yeah. So, Um, So what about the mothers who aren't able to produce milk at all or they're having issues with you know their their baby latching Mm -hmm. how how would you encourage or not encourage formula so I will say that every mom makes milk every mom makes milk Uh, like we just said it starts to make 
it starts to, you know, your body starts to produce it around 28 to 20, um, 26 to 28 weeks gestation. Okay. Now, I will say that there are some moms that just will not produce a lot. She may not be able to keep up with her baby's um, supply. Um, but your body is a supply and demand chain. So the more you pump and the more you feed your baby, the more milk you will make. If you are pumping every three to four hours or when you think about it or like when you get time to sit down, you will not make enough. You will lose your supply. Yeah. And so you have to be consistent with it because your body, which we just talked about how amazing it is, your body is smart. So if you're going every four hours, your body's like, oh, girl, quit making that much. She she don't need it. The baby don't need it. So let me, let me go back to one ounce because when I was giving her three ounces, she stopped using it Mm -hmm. and your body doesn't want you to get engorged because if you let the milk sit in there and you don't let it out, it hurts you. It pains you physically. It it will hurt. Your breath will be hard. They will hurt when someone touches it. And so your body will say, oh no, too much. Let's pull back some. And so you'll stop, you'll start making less because your body thinks, oh, they don't need it. And so women who choose not to breastfeed, that's how their milk goes away because they don't use it. And so if you don't use it, you lose it. So for moms that think, oh, I don't make enough, maybe you don't make enough today, but start to power pump. Yeah. So power pumping is pump for 10 minutes, stop for 10 minutes, pump for 10 minutes, stop for 10 minutes. And you do that for an hour. The next day you should be producing more milk because now you have told your body, oh shoot, this baby eating every 10 minutes now, I got to crank it up. Yeah. Baby hungry. So <laughs> that's how that works. So okay. if you are not pumping every hour and a half to two hours, you're because you're not consistent. Breastfed babies eat more frequently than formula fed babies. So people think, well, my baby eats every hour and a half. I must not be making enough. No, you are making enough. Your baby wants more. Breast milk is not as thick as formula so if you look at a breastfed you know if you looked at some pump milk and you shake it it's kind of watery you know it's kind of thin you can kind of see through it sometimes depending on again the the you know what the baby needs yeah Yeah. and so like I said this is dehydrated baby it's going to look more watery and clear whereas formula looks the same every time because you're making it you are making the formula that's why it's called formula you are mixing you know chemicals and water shaking it up and creating a formula so, of course, it looks the same every time because you're creating it, whereas the body is making the breast milk and the body knows what the baby needs. So, yes, your baby eats every two hours because, again, at two o'clock, baby was thirsty. So it was more watery. Well, now it's four and baby's like hungry now. So this milk may be thicker, more creamier, whiter, maybe have a yellow tint because it has more fat in it. Um, and so breastfed babies do eat more often and often women think that they're not making enough because my sister's kid eats every three hours well this baby wants to latch every hour and a half and I'm not getting no break that's okay because the bait your body digests breast milk faster also you know if you eat healthy food you know we eat fruits or vegetables you may eat more you may eat five to six times a day because you're only eating fruits and vegetables but that's because your body digests 
digest it because that's what your body needed. Your body took the nutrients it needed from the fruits and veggies and you went on about your business. But an hour and a half later, your body like, wait a minute, I need some more. Mm-hmm. Whereas if you eating bread and pasta and, and meat and greasy food, you might not be hungry, you know, for a while because that's sitting in your stomach. Your body has to work harder to digest it. And so, you know, it's, it's going to weigh on you a little longer. And that's what formula essentially does. It's not bad for you, but it takes longer for your body to digest it because it's not what your body is really what your body's supposed to have and so again it's a it's a source of food if your baby is not getting enough breast milk absolutely give your baby formula because a fed baby is better than a dead baby you get what I'm saying so if it comes to your baby losing weight your baby being lethargic your baby not waking up your baby being limp you know if you lift the arm up the arm just flops down your baby's starving and your baby's dehydrated feed your baby the formula I'm not against formula at all. I never think, don't know. If your baby ain't getting breast milk, don't give them nothing. No. Do you want your baby alive and well? You know, it's not worth having a baby that's sick and, you know, dehydrated and losing its, you know, muscle tone. That's not okay. Fed is best. You know, people say breast is best. I agree that breast milk is better, but feeding your baby is best. A healthy baby is best. And so I, although I am pro breastfeeding, I will be pro breastfeeding to the day I die because it is wonderful. (laughs) If you are not keeping up and your baby is not gaining weight, if your baby is not having five, six to eight wet or dirty diapers a day, if your baby, like I said, is floppy, um, won't hold their head up, won't engage with you, the head, the forehead or the top of the head looks sunken in where the soft spot is, your baby is sick. And your baby needs food, whatever that is. So give your baby the formula. You know, if you're pumping and you're getting a little bit, give your baby that first. And then if the baby's still hungry, then yes, follow up with an ounce or two of formula to top it off. Let the formula be the dessert. But whatever you make is still a benefit to your baby. I just had a friend who had a baby maybe two, three weeks ago. And she was like, I'm pumping, I'm getting some, but my baby still acts hungry, you know? And she was so discouraged, like, oh my God, I can't do that. And I'm like, you can do this. I went over her house. I got my hands warm. I massaged (laughs) her breast. I was like, give me these boobies, girl. Take this bra off. Let's get to business. I massaged her boobs. I put a warm rag on them. You know, I squeezed and I looked where her veins were and massaged the green veins that I seen that she had. Because those are where your milk ducts are. She had a lump under one of her underarms. Your breast ducts, your milk ducts start in the armpit. Sometimes it's just a matter of massaging them. Get them to work. Let your body know, hey, I need you to wake up. I need you. When I tell you she got two ounces of milk, (laughs) because all I was doing was massaging and squeezing and then I started to hand express and she was like oh I wasn't doing it right when I squeeze nothing comes out so it's about technique it's about finding out what works for your body with me if I squeeze any area of my breast milk is shooting across the room (laughs) but with her this was her first baby breastfeeding this is her third baby but the first one she actually breastfed so the milk ducks needed to wake up they just needed some love you know you gotta massage them and pay them attention you know we have to get comfortable with our body can't be like well I don't want people to see my boob and I don't like the way my nipples look or my areola is really big and dark yeah. who cares yeah whip it out boo yeah. you know and so she does still do both she does give her baby her two the two ounces she gets and then she tops it off with formula and her baby is healthy oh my god he's perfect he's beautiful <laughs> you know so again do what you can yeah 
do what you can because I still consider her a breastfeeding mother. I yes. still tell her, you are breastfeeding. You know, and she's like, well, he's not exclusively, but you're breastfeeding. Yeah. He's still getting the nutrients first. And then he gets the little, you know, razzle dazzle at the end to yeah. top it off. Yeah. So, yes, I am not against formula. <laughs> I think that breast, you know, needs to come first. Yeah. But again, if you have HIV, um, even sexual trauma, if you've been molested, if somebody has touched you inappropriately, if you have been raped, you know, your body naturally will tense up you know when someone's touching you yeah. or maybe the thought of being sucked on you know releases you know that trauma and yeah. so some people just can't because they have had too much trauma they have not felt safe in their body someone has violated them it may be hard for them to think about breastfeeding when thinking about breasts reminds you of being inappropriately touched yeah. or not being in control of your body or having a say so over your body yeah. so again Fed is best because everybody's situation is different. You know, if you've had maybe a breast reduction or you've had breast implants, if your milk ducts were impacted while you got that surgery, you may not produce enough milk. And Brandy, I wonder about that. I'm so happy that you mentioned um, uh, breast implants or or just getting, you know, maybe a lift, a breast lift or, or something of that nature. I wondered how that mm -hmm. would impact Breast no, not everybody. Okay. Some people, the doctor did a good job or they got lucky. And so none of the milk ducts were touched during the surgery or none of them were impacted. And so it's not a end all be all. It's not a, oh, you can't. It's a, there's a chance that you can't, but there are moms that have had augmentation or a reduction and they still are able to breastfeed. Yeah. I also want to mention that the breast tissue is not an indicator of your ability to breastfeed. I have a friend who had A cups maybe B cups, but her breasts were very small. She did not need to wear a bra. She breastfed her twins for a year. I have moms who have D and G cups and they didn't have enough. They didn't think they had enough to yeah. breastfeed their young. Yeah. So do not look at a woman's breast and be like, oh, you ain't gonna never get no milk or, oh, you gonna have a lot of milk. You know, people look at me like, oh, you got a lot of milk. Yeah. I had enough to feed my baby, but again, I didn't have a freezer full. Mm -hmm. I had enough to feed them for the next day. So I would produce enough to leave it for the next day while I was at work but like if I wanted to do something for the weekend I had to start Thursday or Friday pumping for the weekend you know yeah so people thought oh you must make a lot of milk I make enough yeah I didn't have to supplement but if I was going away for a week no I would not have enough to leave my baby yeah. so breast milk or, or breast size breast tissue size is not an indicator because again breast milk is made in the blood it's not made in your fatty tissue it's made in your blood and it goes through your milk ducts, which are just the veins, you know. So it does not matter if you have big breasts or little breasts. You can breastfeed either way. Um, your breast tissue is not an indicator of your ability to breastfeed. So I want to make sure that I say that because that's a common myth and misconception. Well, I, I want to say, uh, what year was it? It was several years ago, maybe five, six, probably longer than that. Let's just say seven years ago, I had went to Gallenberg with a, a group of friends and it was one young woman who came and her son I believe at that time was two and a half three and she was still nursing him and um he would still want to nurse but she was pumping and she was one of the ones who uh probably a negative a cup it was no it was barely you know it was barely breast but she was her body was still producing a nice amount 
of, of yep. milk for him and he was mm-hmm. he was almost three if not three three years old yeah so. yeah it's a supply and demand yeah. if you continue to pump then your body will continue to make it and that's how people breastfeed past two or three because it will never you will never stop making breast milk as long as you keep in, emptying your breast yeah so if you want to stop producing breast milk you have to stop you know, letting it out. You have to stop pumping. You have to stop nursing. You have to stop hand expressing because the minute you let out an ounce, your body going to make an ounce, you know? Yeah. So, um, it's just amazing. It's magical. It is Brandy. And I really thank you for, you know, coming on and having this, this great discussion. If, if anything, you only encourage me to want to have a baby, a tiny itty bitty little bit, itty bitty tiny bit, just so I could breastfeed and have that experience. Because <laughs> yeah. It is amazing. It is wonderful. Our bodies, you know, they work miracles and we should love on our bodies and, you know, yes. allow our babies to the nutrition and the the great benefits that we can provide with, with breastfeeding. So I really yes. thank you. And Absolutely. I really hope that someone listens to this and, they don't feel discouraged that they feel great about what they're doing and they continue to provide for their baby. Yes. Yes. And I am a certified lactation counselor. So if anybody is having trouble breastfeeding or needs education or encouragement, or like just to know that they're doing it right, I do lactation consults. Well, um, well, why so don't you go that... ahead and, and let us know where we can reach you. Okay. So I am on Facebook and Instagram. Um, my Facebook page is Brandy with an I, Dula, D O U L A, um, Sherelle, C H E R E L L E. And then I also have my business page, which is on Facebook and Instagram, Empowered Mamas. So Empowered Mamas, M A M A S of Cincinnati. Um, and it's one word on Instagram. Um, you also can hit up my website because if you want to schedule a lactation consult, there is a link that you can hit where you can find a date, schedule it, find a time, and it will link, it will come to my phone. So-and-so scheduled a lactation consult. Um, it's an hour of my time. You know, if you want me to come out, I will wear a mask. I will wash my hands. Um, if not, we can do a virtual Zoom or a FaceTime where I'm guiding you through, you know, the consult. Um, but that is something that I offer. And my website is empoweredmamas.org same empowered mamas m-a-m-a-s dot org um and so yes you can schedule a lactation consult on there and i uh, recommend that for even pregnant moms because breastfeeding is not something you can decide to do the day your baby is born when you're in the hospital and they ask you breast or bottle it's something you have to prep your mind for your body you have to know that this is something that you want to do Uh, Because I'm not going to sell a dream. It hurts. It's painful at the beginning. And so you have to, I I need to uh, prep you for that, what that's going to be like mentally and physically. Um, And so if you are pregnant, the sooner the better. Don't say, well, I'm going to wait till eight months to talk about it. No, let's talk about it at five or six months. So we have four months of prepping, four months of education and knowing what to do, which holds are going to work for you. If you have bigger breasts, a different hold, you know, you may do a football hold, whereas if you have smaller breasts, you may do cross cradle. So again, get with the lactation counselor, get with the, get with the WIC office. They have uh, peer counselors there. Find someone who is educated on breastfeeding when you're pregnant, when you're thinking about getting pregnant. Um, so don't wait till you have issues because you will be very discouraged. And by then you'll be over your baby screaming. You just want to give them formula. So get the education earlier, sooner. Don't wait until there's a problem. Um, and so, yeah, I just wanted to say that, but yes, find me on social media, 
I post links all the time. I post, you know, breastfeeding facts and breastfeeding myths and things on my website. I'm going to start blogging soon. And so I'll be doing a lot of blogging about different topics around breastfeeding and, um, you know, labor, delivery, pregnancy. So yes, please find me. Please find me. And thank you for having me. Absolutely. Uh, Thank you so much. Um, You can reach me on Instagram at Elliot underscore MSB. That is E-L-L-I-O-T-T underscore msb and shout out to her brand for providing this platform for us to have these much needed conversations you can follow her brand on instagram it's her brand you can follow also on twitter her brand as well as facebook it is her brand and you also take a moment to check out our website at herbrand.com for some great content check out our merch and our subscription boxes but I want to thank you again Brandy so much for today thank you okay